The church on this special feast day invites us to try to ponder more deeply the mystery of the Trinity. And it'll take us the rest of our lives to even understand this amazing mystery. And even if we had a hundred lifetimes, we would still not penetrate fully this mystery of God as a trinity. The first reading emphasizes that there is only one God. There is only one single God. But although God is one, as we find in the New Testament with the coming of Christ and the sending of the Holy Spirit, God is not solitary. He is a mystery of three divine persons that live in a perfect communion and exchange of love. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And the good news, which is revealed beginning in the Old Testament and brought to fulfillment in the New, it is the desire of God to gather every single person into that perfect communion that is perfect beatitude and the perfect fulfillment of every desire that you and I now have in our hearts. This is God's ultimate plan to gather all the nations to himself. And this is why Jesus says, Go, go out into that world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Trinity, the communion of God, and by that means they receive the gift of the Holy Spirit by which we together call God our Father making us all children, all of us equal in God, in a communion of love. Now to understand this plan of God, let us understand better what this communion in the Trinity means so that we can understand the work of grace and what it is doing in our life. <clears throat> Every person in God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, each of them is completely open to the other. And we would have a hard time understanding this of what it means, what it would be like if you and I were completely open and vulnerable, not holding back anything, not afraid of the other, of how they might hurt me or how they might respond to my gift. But in the Trinity, God is a completely open being. There's no hesitation, no holding back, no closing off, always completely open. 
And each of the persons of the Trinity in this openness and complete vulnerability, they completely give themselves to the other. And in that openness, they completely welcome the gift of the other. This is why one of the understandings of what it means to be a person is to be turned out toward the other. Turned out toward the other. So what is grace doing in our life? Grace is helping our hearts like a flower to open out completely to the rays of God's love to, where, to the point where it is always open. And grace is a journey out of ourselves. It is a journey out of our hearts toward the other, whether it is God or another person. And as I say this, every one of us is thinking of the things in our hearts and the things that are now in our hearts that make that difficult, that make that challenging. Just for example, how much fear keeps back? We are a people that are full of fears. Fear of coming out of ourself and giving ourself. This is why we were often defensive, why we put up walls and barriers, why sometimes the emphasis is on protecting ourselves rather than giving ourselves. Just fear alone. And then in my pride, I often look down on the other and think I'm superior to them. With envy and jealousy, it, it places me in competition with the other. In sloth and laziness, it makes me indifferent to the other. And then we place others in all these different categories. There's the winners and the losers. There's the cool ones, and then there's the nerds. I don't know if they use today in school, but those were the two we used, right? There's the in crowd and the out crowd. There's the blue collar and the white collar. Upper class, middle class, lower class. There's the kids that go to that school, and then there's the kids that go to that school. There's this neighborhood, and there's that neighborhood. And then we have all of these biases, prejudice, we judge, we are critical, and we think this is normal. The world wants to accept this as normal. And I completely reject it. When I take a walk, I, I like walking along the river. And I, I try to open my heart to let the communion that is God be the reality of my life right now. 
My only desire is to help this earth look like the communion that already exists in heaven. All I want to do is to accept to die to myself every day to the fear that wants me to hold back and to say, stay safe and to protect myself, to die to the pride that makes me compare myself with another person. I want to die. This is why in that one reading it talks about suffering. Unless we suffer with him to be glorified him, the suffering of that journey of coming out of myself, of my heart opening to the other person, no matter who they are. When I take those walks down by the river, sometimes people come the opposite way. And some of them, if I didn't say anything, they would walk by me as if I don't even exist. And we want to call this normal. That is weird. That is just plain weird. And in heaven, this will never happen in heaven. There will be no such thing as a stranger. No one will walk by us without greeting us with great joy and delight. Because we will see each other as a brother and a sister. There will be no more fear, no holding back, no hesitancy. Our love will not be measured and calculated so carefully. Everyone will be totally open and totally given and welcoming the other. My dear friends, do you see how much work God needs to do yet? In my heart, in your heart. And this is the purpose of this communion. There's a reason why we call this communion. Because this communion with God is to bring us into greater communion with each other. That those who are in God's heart must also be in my heart. That God's circle of communion, that my circle of communion must be as wide as God's. No strangers. I like the, the, the saying on one of the houses of one of our deceased who died uh, a while back. I, I'm having a junior moment. I forgot her name. But she said, there was a plaque on her house, there's no such thing as strangers, only friends that we have not yet met. She had that on a plaque above the door of her house. Isn't that beautiful? So as we receive the Eucharist here today, the work of the grace of Jesus, the transforming power of that grace, wants to continue to heal our wounds of division. It wants to continue to break down the barriers. And it wants to call us out of ourselves and to make us more open 
and welcoming to one another. Let's allow God to do that. Amen? Amen.